Magic the Gathering, a collected sorceries podcast. Wait, strike that, reverse it. As we got Gene Wilder in yep. Arsenio Hall. Yep. And then we got Ethan and Jay. What's up? Creature type uh, treasure goblin. Creature type Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's, it's fortunate that we made our way down to uh, the underworld to hang out with Gene because that is definitely important for today's uh, topics. Down to yes. Fraggle Rock. Bat, bat. Down in Fraggle Rock. Yeah, with Gene Wilder in the underworld. What is today's topic? Speak to me. Theros, beyond death. Oh. We're going back to Greece. That is not Greece. Greece. That is Greece. Uh, it's pronounced Hiros. It's the word. And after this, we're going to go go out for a gyro. Oh. <laughs> you got to get us a, a gyro. 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 We're going to listen to some Spirahira. Gyro my. <laughs> gyro. <laughs> exactly. We're going back to... To Going back to rob the robot's house. Theros. 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 Exactly. Theros of Mir. Exactly. We're going to see. Theros. We're going to see uh, Satyrs and our friend Elspeth Tyriel. Satyrs. Who is, yeah. Who is back, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back Theros again. is one of my uh, favorite sets of all time. Oh. I probably waxed on about it a little bit when we described the planes previously. Yeah. Wax and philosophical. That's right. Wax on, That's wax right. off. Yeah. Um, Waxing that ass. Philosophical <laughs> about Theros. Exactly. Yeah, the first time we went to Theros was back in 2013 to 2014. Was the oh, original man. Theros block. 2013 to 2014. I what had hoped then. What a time to be alive. What a what time? Yeah, indeed. Pretty much any time before 2016 seems great to me. But moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Theros was a set that was all about the heroes. Ooh, that's nice. why its name is Theros. The heroes. The, the heroes. Yeah. They, yeah, they, it kind of works there. They went oh, there. It's like a pun. Yes. Yep, and it's it's the Greek block. Uh, not just because of the delicious souvlaki and amazing tzatziki sauce, yeah. but because this is the one where they make lots of references to classic Greek uh, mythology and literature. Yeah, this like, ziki, tzatziki, it's all other ziki. It's like, hey, it's like, hey, you remember that thing from Greek myth and legend that you love? You remember Here that thing it is, from Greek but myth we, and legend? What thing? There's thousands of them. <laughs> Well, like the the Trojan War. It's back and you this mean time. The Crown War? War. Yeah, oh. it's it's Greek famous uh, things from Greek myth with the serial numbers filed off, and you know, ignoring the fact that serial numbers were not a thing in ancient Greece necessarily. They're remixed, much in the same way that everything in the '90s became extreme with an X. Yes, at least one X. At least one. I mean, if you want, you know, you know, two is recommended. Two is recommended, and there are still some places on the internet where three exists. Yeah. So to be honest, this is one of those places where they kind of have to dial some of this stuff back because yeah. Greek myth is weird enough that even Magic the Gathering <laughs> takes a look at that and goes, maybe maybe we're not going to have Heliod turn into a shower of gold and impregnate someone. That's that's a bit much. Okay, so, so okay. I'm... Although he does sneak up behind uh, uh, Elspeth and stick his spear in her. Okay, and pederasty not a keyword. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, because I know we had that, that, that escape velocity card where it's like the old man with weirdly good skin running very fast up an ancient column. Man. You're not supposed to start talking about individual cards yet. I, I, I'd like to point out, everybody, that Ethan does believe that just because this is an audio medium doesn't mean we can't use visual memes. Uh, you know, it never hurts. It doesn't mostly. hurt to use visual memes in an audio format. Mm. No one ever went broke subverting the genre. 
Exactly. Except for everyone. Everyone went oh, broke whoops, subverting, subverting the genre. genre. I subverted the genre of having money. <laughs> My genre is not having money. money. You're trying to put me out of a job? No, just out of a genre. So bohemian? But yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Bo- boho. So what about what in particular about Theris do you want to talk about, Ethan? Just want to. <clears throat> oh, the card I'm most excited for uh, in general is Dalakos, Crafter of Wonders. Dalakos, Crafter of Wonders. He's a two-four uh, legendary creature, Merfolk artificer for one and a blue and a red. He has tap, add two colorless, spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts, and equip creatures you control have flying and haste, so he turns your other creatures with gear on them into lightning stormkin. He's like King Triton. Exactly. Or Poseidon. Or 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 Poseidon's Adventure. Or Ken Levine. Or Neptune. Or Ken Levine. His imagination. That doesn't work, though. You have to read the flavor text. His imagination. It was a segue. Yeah, we'll segue into the flavor text. His imagination soars from the segue of the sea to the heights of the heavens. His imagination soars from the depths of the sea. Would the segue of the sea be like a paddle boat that you stand on? Yes. It might. It would be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested... uh, I'm definitely interested to hear more about uh, Dalakos and see how he, uh, what he does. They might actually have finally made an equip card that doesn't, you know, blow. suck. I was gonna say, well, there's that depends on whether you're doing standard legal or modern legal. If you go modern legal, you get the swords from Modern Horizons, the two, you know, that are that are less expensive money wise. If you go, I mean, you get Embercleave either way. Embercleave seems pretty nuts. You get. If you go modern legal, you get the Amorphous Axe, which gives a creature plus three, plus zero, oh, and it becomes every creature type. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, if you want to go this um, yeah. set, we've got the Shadow Spear. Yes. An equipped creature that gets plus one, plus one, has trample and length, lifelink, and permanence your opponent's control, lose hexproof and indestructible end of turn, Four. which only costs one. Ooh. That's yeah. right. Shadow Spear itself only costs one mana, only three to equip. Um. So that means if you get Dalakos down tap him, there's two, use one to play the Shadow Spear, then you need one more mana to stick it onto a creature, and make it a flying, hasty, life-linking, trampling beast! Yeah. It's inexpensive. Yeah. There's there's some, some half-decent equipment cards in blue and red. There's the Marauder's Axe, which is the fixed bone splitter, which is which is okay. And I my mean, axe. Like, so, yeah. Are you going to mention Embercleave eventually? Or we're just Embercleave! Gonna there? No, I don't know as much of Embercleave off the top of my head, but it's, what, four red red for a legendary artifact. I mean, one color is less to cast for each attacking creature you control. It also has Flash. Yeah, when it comes flash. to play, it equips to a creature that you control. Flash. And it gives the equipped creature plus one, plus one, and trample, and yeah. double, double strike. strike. So, if you were to have Delicus on the field and say three attacking creatures, you could or two attacking creatures, you could tap uh-huh. Delicus uh-huh. and pay two red and stick Embercleave on something and have a flying uh, hasty, hasty trampling, trampling double strike. Double strike. Now, if in the other hand it's carrying uh, the Shadow Spear, it could be the single most key worded, uh, worded creature this side of well, questing beast. But you know, I mean qu- that's questing beast. Like, questing beast of the many words. Mm-hmm. Just so many words. How many? Death touch, uh, haste, vigilance, uh, I think trample. Giraffe. Giraffe, yeah, <laughs> giraffe. Questing um, beast, as it originally existed in the uh, King oh. Arthur mythology, insofar as it has mythology, people, or some experts think, might be a badly done description of a giraffe. Oh, that's at least three words. Because they didn't know, they hadn't they didn't seen know a giraffe, what giraffes were. And they were like, oh, it's it's like these other three animals combined. And they're like, that's crazy. And the person telling the story is like, I know, right? We should probably come up with its own name for it. Probably. So <laughs> stop calling it. Uh, the questing beast. The questing beast away. <laughs> 
But yeah, Questing Beast is a bomb in draft. If you get it, one of your colors is now green. Congratulations. It's, it's also a bomb in normal magic. I've gotten my yeah. face pushed in by a Questing Beast more than once. Yeah. Mm. It's like, sorry, Deathless Knight, you're 4 2 haste that can be cast for four green, but you're going to have to wait until turn five. You just got subverted, homie. You are yeah. now life full knight. <laughs> life having knight. Life having knight. You are now life having day. Yeah. You are now Wookiee life day. Wookiee life day. We've got some other interesting uh, cards here. My personal favorites are all ones that directly reference assorted bits of Greek myth. Tell me. I'm really liking the bronze hide lion here. Ooh, bronze hide. Very obviously the Nimian lion. He's a 3-3 three, three for 2. That's right, you only pay the full Selesnia, one green and one white. Anyways, for one, one for a green and white, bronze hide lion gains a destructible end of turn. Oh my. When it dies, return it to the battlefield. It's an aura enchantment with enchanted creature control. Uh, gets... Well, the ability that it already had. So in other words, if a hero, say Hercules, were to beat the Bronze Hide Lion to death, he could then put it on and use it to become indestructible. It's like an oh. artifact of necromancy. Yeah, is, is it? As its secondary effect. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, not only is it beautifully flavorful, but it's an example of a bestow effect that might actually, you know, work. <clears throat> oh, because the bestow effects are all their enchantment creatures, right? Well, part of the problem with the old bestow effects is they were so expensive. By the time you were casting most of these creatures, you could be doing better things than, you know... If you're going to drop eight mana to give something a boost, you could also just, you know, drop eight mana to win the friggin' game in most circumstances. Yeah, it's it's that win more. Do you want to briefly discuss the, yeah, the win a, more? I'm going to say right now, Bronzehide Lion would probably see play if it was a 1-1. One, one. At a 3-3 three, three for 2, it'll see play just based on its stats alone, and the fact that it turns it comes onto the battlefield as an enchantment and boosts your uh, uh, devotion to both green and white by 1, I'd say this guy's going to be a 4 of in every significant enchantment deck. And I have seen of. it. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's not legendary. No. It's so, not legendary. So, so there you go. But it's this close. Oh, and it's a cat. So, so close. It gets in the cat, you know, any green-white cat deck. Regrettably, I don't think there's going to be any Gerblins in Theros. I don't know if it's one of those sets, you know, kind of like dragons, where it's like every set has to have a dragon. This is that set's dragon. I don't know. Uh, we, did, we did get a dragon. I think it was one of the Planeswalker decks. It uh, gives all your creatures double strike the turn it comes out. That's well, And wow. Race Forerunners needed That's some tough. competition. That's some powerful uh, juju. The, the, the large pigs. Mr. Who? Beauregard. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Some powerful juju, Mr. Beauregard. Did I did I say on Mike about the TBD? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh. Tell me again. <clears throat> Speak to me. Uh, there's a point where I felt that Wizards of the Coast missed a joke opportunity in not referring to the new Theros, uh, not using the three-letter acronym of TBD, because the set is called Theros Beyond Death. So Beyond it's Death. THB. THB. And Jay had posited that, well, it's probably a good idea to avoid any confusion using the three-letter set acronym of TBD. Could yeah, have just had whole sentences. People are going to be putting to be determined to TBD in a lot of notes yeah. inside of uh, R&D, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like every set has a three-letter acronym. Uh, Rivals of Ixalan was Rix. You know, Ultimate Masters was Uma. Uma. Yeah, that's right. Every set has one. Yeah. Right, Ethan? Yep. So what was the one for Alpha again? Incorrect facts and figures. <laughs> and that was the silence that happens when you're a shithead on, uh, on Mike. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I think it was, ah, <laughs> yeah, A and A. Ah. Speaking of uh, poor segues, 
We've got a card here that addresses some significant concerns in the meta. People are wondering, with all these escape cards going on and all this attention being played to the graveyard, what are people going to play to stop that? And, what are they? Well, the fact that Grafdigger's Cage and Lail into the Void are both in standard would probably give good answers to that. Yeah. But just in case it's not, say hello to Soul Guide Lantern. Ooh. It's an artifact. It costs one. When it enters the battlefield, you can exile target card from the graveyard. Then you can tap it and sacrifice it and exile each opponent's graveyard. Just blow them out. Or, if your opponent doesn't have a graveyard to exile, you can also pay one, sack it, or tap it and sack it, to draw a card. So you can cycle it. So it's, it's never a dead card. So it's basically yeah. got cycling, too. Yeah. I don't like Which it. Is, it's very know. anti-necromancy. Yeah. It turns out that if you want to build a mill deck, it usually helps to pack some graveyard hate against the decks that you know use the graveyard as a resource. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm going to mill you. And they're like, okay, I'll put all my threats in the bin. And you're like, hold on. You know who was really good for mill and graveyard hat and comes from hate and comes from Theros? Was that Ashiok? Yeah. Yeah, because I think he still has some uh, some Dang. versions of him still. Sorry, I think Ashiok. You're right. Um, blue. So blue black. Yes, uh, they have some mm -hmm. significant ties to mill. Both the card from Black and More of the Spark and their uh, Planeswalker card for this current one. Yeah, Give me a I just, I'll I just even look it up. No, I just I just derailed myself. We have uh, we have Ashiok. Who is Ashiok Nightmare Muse in this particular set? Nightmare. Yep. Dream Render. It is a mythic planeswalker for five, three in the full Demir. Card type, legendary planeswalker Ashiok. Yep. With the plus one ability, create a two, three blue and black nightmare creature token with whenever this creature attacks or blocks, each opponent exiles the top two cards of the library. That okay. sounds great. It has yeah. the minus three ability, return target non-land player to its owner's hand, then that player exiles a card from their hand. And minus seven, you may cast up to three you may cast up to three face-up cards your opponents own from exile without paying their mana costs. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's mill, but it's Delicious. also like steal the other person's stuff. Yeah, it's like, also, it's like uh, yeah, what's the secret necromancy? What's the what's the term? Oh, um... Secretomancy? Sec sure. That could be a thing. Secret. It very well could be. <laughs> um, and then there's the three mana Ashiok from War of the Spark, the Uncommon, which is Dream Render. Mm -hmm. That's a five loyalty planeswalker that says uh, static ability opponents... Uh, abilities your opponent's controls can't cause them to search their libraries mm -hmm. and then uh, tick down one uh, mill the top four cards and exile their graveyard uh, so that's you know a good a good way to make mill stick it's, it's my pet archetype so I feel compelled to make the best version of it make yeah. mill happen yeah Hey, I mean, I would love to see Mill come out on top. And well, not even on top, just somewhere in the middle. I'm okay with Mill that. Mill great again. Well, hey, we, we've got a definite new archetype in this particular uh, in this particular block. If you want Mill, have yeah. you seen the uh, Triton? I might have. I did. I saw Mindbreaker Sphinx. Is like a seven drop creature blue flyer that mills ten on ETB. And then you've got your Drown Secrets, which is an enchantment for one and a blue. It says whenever you play a blue spell, uh, target opponent or target. I think it's target player. Mills, the top two cards of the library. I'll tell you what, Ethan. So all you than blue just spells. listing every mill card you can think of in standard right now, why don't you read the new merfolk for this block that makes that a thing? Read me no, the no, new I have, merfolk. I have, I have not seen this one. Read this it is, to me. This is Thassa's Oracle. Uh, two blue uh, gets you a 1-3 merfolk wizard. Uh, when Thassa's Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest in the bottom of your library in random order. If X is... Wow! Um... If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. It's going to make Mono Blue Mill a thing, but not Enemy Mill. Mono Blue Self Mill. Is Lab Maniac in standard? No, but Jace Lab Maniac is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Lab Maniac, sometimes referred to for sure as Lab Man. Read a 
Last man. Yeah, no. God, that Jesper icing art. Yeah, the art's pretty gorgeous. Champion of the sun. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so between with these guys in there, as well as a couple of those four mana Jaces from War of the Spark in there, you've got the critical mass of better than six win condition cards for self-mill. I think we'll see some self-mill decks, even if they don't make top tier and standard, people are going to be playing them. Oh, they'll make top tier and standard. Yeah. Or else. Or <laughs> That's right. If you guys don't play this, Roy will come to your house. I will come to your I'll house. Come to someone's house. And that's really all the threat you need. Speaking of uh, people being dicks as well as blue cards that Ethan loves, I've got a card here that encapsulates most of the ways blue players can be a dick all in one card. Ooh. We have one of the sagas, because sagas are coming back here. Kiora, best the sea god. What do you get for your seven mana? Oh, we should explain sagas real quick. Okay, well, a saga is an enchantment that comes into play. Mm. Then you place a verse counter onto it. And every one of your upkeeps after that, you place an additional verse counter onto it. Every one of the sagas has something that happens every turn, depending on how many verse counters are on it. For Cure Best the Sea God, when it comes into play, you place one verse counter onto it, and it creates an 8-8 blue Kraken creature token with hexproof. Giant creatures with hexproof is one of those things that blue does that's really annoying. Yeah. With two verse counters, it taps all non-land opponents your opponent or non-land permanents your opponent controls, and they don't untap during their controller's next untap step. Because everyone <laughs> likes having their stuff tapped and not being able to use it. Yeah. And then, just to make things real fun, at verse number three. You gain control of target permanent and opponent controls and untap it. Because nothing says you don't get to use your shit. Like, but I do. But, but I do. Wow. Mm. D- in, unlike Opportunistic Dragon, which is just steal someone else's permanent and it gets bricked. And you can't do it, but you can't do anything with it, but they can't either. What do you get <laughs> when you fall in love? Ba-dum-bum. You get a sea god and her kraken. Ba-da-da-da. Remind me when we make a magic parody album of songs that there's something there with Sagas and Burt Bacharach. Remind me of that. There definitely is. Okay. Burt what? Burt Bacharach. I don't even know what that is. Oh, he's a writer. He's a, he's a songwriter. Huh. Oh, I thought it was like a type of steak, like a burnt back rack. No, 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 no. Yeah. This isn't the the joke about about Sephora, is it? This is this you mean is the, the type joke. Of Greek vase. That's yeah. an amphora. Okay, you're not making that joke, right? No, I'm not. Okay. Oof. Oof a doofa. Oof. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? <clears throat> I so, can't believe it. So yes. I can't believe it's not butter. But I but I can believe. But I can believe that I managed to go one and two this Friday. Theros beyond death. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Back in. So yeah, sagas, sagas have returned. There is one called the was it the Acroan Games? Or the first Acroan Games. I'm trying to remember because some of the the spoiled cards are in foreign languages. There's the first games of I think it might be Acroa, which is the Olympic Games as an epic. We've got the uh, conquest of or the triumph of Arax, which is basically Diomedes going ham. Mm. We've got the Acroan War, which is well, the Trojan War. Yep. The birth of Melitus, which is basically the birth of Athena. Um, I mean, we've got a bunch of fun sagas, most of which are references to Greek mythology. I don't think Kiora Best the Sea God is a reference to Greek mythology, but I mean, it gives me an 8-8 hexproof token, so I'm going to give it a pass on flavor. I was going to say, yeah, it's like flavor failed, but we'll give it a pass. Mechanically, it's it's a beast. All Um, I know is that when it comes to the Acroan games and the Acroan war, birds have a very unfair advantage. That's fair. Because they're always a crowan. I was gonna say also if you oh, if you wow. happen to Is be that a revenge of ravens right there. <laughs> oh, you know. If it. you happen to be a fan of all thing of anything magic related and Disney, uh, i.e., if you're a fan of Disney bridging, uh, you you may be about to lose your mind. 
May I? Uh, go ahead. Uh, there I don't is, know. Am I? Like, like, what, am I what am I losing my mind about? Oh, <clears throat> oh, combining Disney with with other things. Oh, well, like I combine Disney with everything. Disney Hercules. Disney's Hercules Theros mashup. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I actually got around to making the reference. But earlier we were talking about if Hercules killed the lion and wore it, and I was like, yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah. That lion was Scar. Yeah. It was in the film. I was gonna say Hercules. Like, if Hades, you know, if, if very underrated film, you know, had Rip Torn. You know, somebody, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Rip Torn was voicing Zeus, one of the better Zeuses. Yeah, any judge. Yeah, I mean, he's not Liam Neeson. Who is? No, I mean, sometimes I, you just gotta appreciate somebody for their voice, like mm-hmm. Charlton Heston. Pretty detestable guy at this point, but he was the narrator of that film. He was a great narrator. Oh, mm-hmm. Hercules. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. That's. I, I think the mechanic for that is Ripple. Ripple Torn? I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Hamon Torn. Oh. Hamon Torn, sorry. You have to give uh, equal emphasis to all the syllables. Home Alone. Ethan, of all the puns in Zawarudo, you pick that one. Well, I can show you Zawarudo. And all the puns in Zawarudo, she walked into mine. <laughs> Speaking of bars, we've got we go. some uh, celebration of drinking in the classic Greek style as well. Satyrs. Yeah, we've got satyrs. We have our first satyr lord in, I want to say, Graia of the Endless Dance. I'm trying to find her right She's here a, in my visual what, spoiler. Red-green uh, mm-hmm. satyr. She gives all your other satyrs haste. Haste. And plus one, I plus believe, one. And plus one, plus one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, satyrs and fauns are a thing in Greek mythology. Of course. And also in Theros. I mean, there's no creature type fawn as far as I know. Ah, Galia of the Endless Dance. There we go. Yeah, she gives, uh, yep, she does exactly what you say. Also, she has the ability, whenever you attack with three or more creatures, you may discard a card at random, and if you do, draw two cards. And she's a 2-2 two, two for two. I was going to say, she's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, what's the red card from Eldraine? It lets you thrill a possibility. No, she does better. You discard a card <clears throat> at random and draw two. Yeah, I she's think. She's card advantage. I was going to say, thrill a possibility is, is discard one, draw two for two. I believe. But anyway, card advantage. It's a bounty. Uh, it's a bounty. And she is legendary, which mm. is, is not as relevant in, like, standard or modern formats. But in, you know, in Canadian Highlander, uh, Caracas, you know, is a land that will bounce a legendary permanent back to its owner's hand and also taps for white. So that's that's the thing that a lot of people are on the lookout for. Yeah. I'm on the lookout for it. You can get your, get your legendaries bounced. Even though I don't even really play white. That's fair. Though at one point I did play white-black, and that was fun. So, I mean... Yeah. You know, there's there's opportunity for everything. Yeah. You gotta spread around the wealth a little bit. Play a little bit of everything. Yeah. For fun. You can do that that aristocrats. Aristocrats. You get your cruel celebrant. You get your Kaya's Guile. Mm. You get your... Guile. Uh, your misprinted corpse knight, which is a 2-3 instead of a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, you know it. Gotta get that extra extra one. Extra toughness, yeah. When, it, when, it, when you know, it, your, your winter morning commander your um winter yeah it's gonna be, oh your doom foretold which is a weird enchantment that makes a lot of a lot of things get sacrificed but then at the end you get a 2-2 white knight token with vigilance well that sounds like doom foretold to me yeah yeah i mean yeah. and hey this if you want uh, permanence you need to sacrifice that you want to sacrifice there is one in theros block <laughs> Uh, it's a black enchantment that gains you, or draws you three cards when it hits the battlefield, but then pings you for one life every time you draw a card thereafter. Wow. And if it becomes targeted by something, you sack it, but it would give you something to sacrifice to Doom Foretold. I like that. I like it a lot. I'm sending it straight back to hell where it belongs to utilize yeah. its power. Its power. Its power. For Doom. For Doom. 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 Patrol. Doom Patrol. One percent. Uh, but yes, permanents uh, you can uh, sack for value when you have to sack them. So like aristocrat stuff. The so aristocrat. Your, your footlight fiends, your um, red satyr 
from Theros, from the new Theros. That new Theros. Does two damage to something when Same it dies. as the old Theros. Yeah. Yeah, being able to sack things for death effects <laughs> is a classic, uh, classic magic play. Yeah. Mm, I love it. I love, I love it. it a lot. I like it. I like I, it a lot. I like it a lot. I like him. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I want to touch him. I want to touch him. But I can't. I, but I can't. Unless I sack him. I, <laughs> for magic effects. <laughs> for magic effects. For value. There is also, you got your, uh, there's also the eggs archetype, where it's just a bunch of like teeny cheap artifacts. That you yes. Sack. Yeah. Sack yes, for value. I believe, I believe we've referenced that fairly recently. Oh, I yeah. Know, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago or... <laughs> That was last been. week. Yeah. yeah, like your Telerian Academy style yeah, decks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Telaria. Yeah, Telaria. Not to be confused with Telexia. Yeah, I, That's don't, right. I don't think this particular set has any uh, eggs, but it does have no. a new mana rock. <laughs> mana rock? Nice, yeah. I yeah. hardly know a rock, yeah. You know what they say, mana rocks. Yeah. We've got Altar of the Pantheon. Altar of the Pantheon. That's a That's right. uh, artifact right. for three that uh, taps to give you one mana of any color. But also, if you control a demigod, a god, or a legendary enchantment, and you I gain do. one life. Ooh. Yeah. One life. One life to live. Spam it. There we go. Spam it. <laughs> so it's slightly better than Manolith. I was going to say, yeah, you, I mean, you could play your Firemind's Vessel, which is a four-cost mana rock that taps for two of any color, two different colors. Um, your Mana Geode, which I don't know, that's a three-cost rock that taps for any color, just gives you a scry one. That's one of those yeah. word tricks they use when they're trying to be fancy. They're What's like, that? This is a mana rock. We came up with too many mana rocks. What are we going to call this one? We'll call it a mana geode. What it does that mean? It means mana rock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the terminology, like, look, on the outside looking in, there's a lot of ridiculous stuff. There's yeah. Endless well, I, humor. I don't know. I think the fact that mana rocks ended up being called mana rocks when one of the first ones was manolith is kind of entertaining. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many cycles of mana rocks. And to include the eggs, like the moss fire egg, uh, sky blood egg. To put what mana rock means in context for any of your audience who's scratching their heads going, what the frack does that mean? Um, A mana rock is an artifact that you put in the field and generally tap for mana. From the legendarily powerful soul ring, that's two mana for one, Mm -hmm. to the slower and less popular things like, you know, talismans. Felwar stone. Yeah. The most powerful mana rocks are, of course... The Mox. The Mox. And possibly Black Lotus. Yeah, I guess Lotus is technically a Mox. And this is not helpful, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say, Jesus Christ, Marie, it's a Mana Mineral. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Got those fresh, hot, breaking bad references. Piping from, hot. From, from, from the last time Theros was relevant. <laughs> I mean, Breaking Bad was in its heyday when the first time Theros came out. Exactly. The the, the artless lands, or the non-land art lands. Yeah, I am taking a look at the... uh, No, there there are no art lands, I think is is, is the joke. Which is weird, because they are cards with visual depictions on them. I mean, they have have stylized versions of of the mana symbols, instead of, you know lands instead of landscapes. Apparently folks who are less keen keen on that than we are have called them the Pokemon Energy Lands. And they are not wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. I mean... Disappoints the living hell out of Bob Ross, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 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 Ain't no happy trees. No, there's no happy trees on that no, no alert land. Yeah. I mean, there's an icon Um, of the tree. No, there's a happy tree on this forest. Well, then, then, then no art land is a misnomer. I feel lied to. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's... I mean, I mean, on one hand, Pokemon Energy Lands makes me chuckle. I mean, it's also accurate. Yeah. Like, Don't they look like Pokemon they do. cards? They absolutely the other, look like Pokemon On the Energy other cards. hand, all due respect to nerds from different sectors, uh, how much, like, what's the precisely cal- the precise amount of, like, flack that one should take from someone who plays Pokemon? Ooh, oh, ooh. my God. Um, I feel so offended. I, so if any of our listeners... bypass that to say briefly, I've got nerds in different area codes. Yeah. So if any of our listeners want to know when we record this, I'm going to tell you right now, we just had one drop on the visual spoiler just this past second on a refresh. Oh. Elspeth conquers death. Ooh. Finally, death's been put in its place. That's yeah. a saga for three and two white. Uh, verse one, exile target permanent and opponent controls with converted mana cost three or greater. Verse 2, non-creature spells your opponent casts cost two more to cast until your next turn. And verse 3, return target creature plans for a card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Put a plus one plus one counter or a loyalty counter on it. Ho ho, Elspeth conquers El's death. Oh, yep. shit. In other words, we're going to blow up your big shit and then get my big shit back, bitch. Yeah. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds and, like and a party to the, me. The first Elspeth was crazy nuts, from what I understand, like super bomb and limited because she, it's is, back she and protects it's herself. That's right. Guess who's back? Back again. Elspeth's back. Mm. To conquer death. Back again. To conquer death. To... Elspeth conquers El's death. Is El's uh, death like Elspeth's death? Yeah, it's it's a a joke I didn't just make up right now. I'm not attempting in any way to to Be call humorous. the nickname. Yeah, exactly. To get ahead of the nickname. You, you get know, ahead of the nickname for that particular card. Do it. You heard it here. You heard it here first. We minted it. We printed it. It's ours. Mm. I am looking forward to getting some nicknames for this set. This ought to be a fun one. Yeah. Was Lur doing their nicknames back when the first Theros set came out? I don't think they were yet. I don't know. I know they did Ixalan. They did the the Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiances. They did... That's a good question. I'll have to go and check it out. All I know is that we've packaged it, and now we've slapped it yep. on the lunchbox, and now we're selling it. Yep. <laughs> if somebody's thinking whether we could, we didn't think if we should. And that's we that. should. And that's so it. we did. And so we did. And that's a lot like Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Magic the Gathering does have, at any given time, at least one dinosaur and one frantic Australian man trying not to die. Just like Jurassic Park or the Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> Crikey! Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah Crikey sounds like an instant... In addition, we've got, uh, I'm trying to flip through seeing what cards here might be uh, valid with various play styles. Um, let me uh, see here. Yeah. Roy, you're, you're big into black-white, right? Sure. All right, let's see if I, I can mean, find some Orzov love for you here. Right. Orzov! Oh, there's, there's a Cerebrus. The Syndicate. Yeah. Ah, correct. There is the three-headed doggo. The Doge. Oh. Tri- triple Doge. No, tri- Cerberus. Trips Doge. I'm calling it now. Yeah, one second. Let me find Trips Doge. <laughs> Trips Doge. <laughs> Such afterlife guarding. Such afterlife. Very underworld. Very multi-headed. Very multi Hades, why you do wow. this? Why you do this? Wow, Greek myth. Very triple-headed. And here he is, everybody. Much river of steps. We have Kuneros, Hound of Athreos. That's right. For three mana, one in the full Orzov. Appropriate. He has three uh, keywords. Vigilance, Medicine, Lifelink. Creature cards and graveyards can enter the battlefield. And players can't cast spells from graveyards. Constant vigilance. So he's another one of those, let's F with you, the opponent's escape cards. Mm. And he's a 3-3 for 3 with three really nice keywords. He swings in every turn, gains you three life, can still block, and he can. He, they, it takes two creatures to block him. 
He's going to do some damage. Image, yeah. The best things come in threes, like uh, triplets or uh, the Star Wars movies in the last five years. And I like there to point out, people are going to ask, well, who'd win in a fight, the Bronze Hide Lion or Kuneros? And the answer is, if the two of them were to swing at each other, they'd both die. Oh. But the Bronze Hind Lion would still come back into play as an enchantment yeah. because Kurneros would be dead and his ability would cease effect in the graveyards. Oh, that However, sucks. were the Bronze Hind Lion to be destroyed by anything else with Kurneros in the field, its ability wouldn't go off. That's a legit. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep it alive so you could kill the Bronze Hind Lion. Good doggo. You kill that lion. You kill that lion. Kill that lion. We here at Collective Sorceries do not uh, advocate pinning your dog against lions. We do not advocate killing dogs, nor lions, nor working for Jimmy John's. Nor killing Cerebruses. Nor killing Cerebruses. Cerebruses. Who the hell could kill a dog named Spot? Cerberi. Eh. Cerberuses. And those of you who are wondering, yes, Cerebus basically does translate in ancient Greek as Spot. Spot. That's that's pretty gay. That's pretty great. Pretty great. Well, it's kind of funny the number of people who try to say the name like it's all this the gear guardian of the underworld. Cerebus. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cerebus. Every ancient Greek back in the day was it, w- thought it was hilarious that Plato named his dog effectively Spot. Yeah. Content, cultural context is everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got to remember that that there's things about particular cultures that only make sense at a time and a place. But pederasty is never right. No. Socrates said that the written word was going to be like the end of all virtue and terror. And memes are the first piece of evidence in 3,000 years mm-hmm. of human existence. Uh-huh. Where i got to be honest, I think he might have been right. He might have. Oh, yeah. he was definitely right. It's like, imagine a cat, but as long as four cats. I mean. What, so is it four cats? No, no, it's just as long as four cats. If nothing else, his prophecy was fulfilled as soon as they created Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Socrates and Ray Bradbury's feverish night, uh, imaginations had a baby, it would be social media. Yeah. yeah. I like Ray Bradbury's feverish nightmare that just turned out to be Spaceship Earth. That was much yeah, preferable. That's As a nightmare, that's that's okay. Yeah. The, the, a the, little bit less. The, the worst part about it was that originally Walter Cronkite was there, which in and of itself was not a bad thing. Man. It was just we didn't know yet that Jeremy Irons wasn't there. Which is a better thing. Fair enough. Oh, Jeremy Irons. What a man. You want me to, you want me to give us an SRS? Yeah. You want me to spit some relevant shit? Here? Serious me. <laughs> Magic the Gathering. Serious Black. SRS. Talisman of Creativity. Talisman. Uh, good ideas don't take time. They take a lot of bad ideas first. That's so and that's true. that's from our boy, Lightning Daddy, Ral Zarek. And it's appropriate that he's the Lightning Daddy because it's a very Thomas Edison sentiment. Well... Ral Zarek is from the Izzy Guild, which is the red-blue, you know, science. Science. You know. What about science? Well, yeah. tell you what, science. Ethan, he can zap my lightning capacitor any day. Ooh, wow. sexual chocolate. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, speaking of sexy creatures and creature types that aren't in Theros, <laughs> Ral Zarek won't be showing up, and neither will vampires. If you guys are down for it, I think next week we'll do a little retrospective looking at vampires, their place in the color wheel, and their various forms throughout magic's history. I think we are up for it. Color wheel, color pie. Color color, pie, color color wheel, vampire wheel, wheel of vampires. Mm, Delicious colors. Mm, Mm. Delicious vampires. Teddy, are you on the drugs again? Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Mm, Vampires. All right. What do we got? We got left. We got, well, we're on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter. On the Twitters. At uh, Collected Source. 
Uh, it's just the first part of our name. Was it collected S-O-R-C, right? S-O-R-C. It's, you know, Sork of our name. Yeah, I think, it, did I get the E in there? It might be S-O-R-C-E. I don't know. Somebody mm. should probably know that. It could be worse. We could be collected sore. Sore. No, we're definitely not that. Yeah. We're definitely not collected sore. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, we're not We're not that. We're down there. We're on iTunes, where you can rate and review us. Like, uh, share, and subscribe. Where else are we? Are we anywhere else? We got the email, collectedsorceries at gmail.com. You can send us an email. Tell us what you would like to hear, what you would not like to hear. I think that's where we are at the moment. That, those are the places that we currently are. Uh. If you have any other suggestions for any of the places we could be, you would like us to be, you could reach out to us on any of those mediums. And tell us. And we'll be just tickled pink to hear from actual fans. Or people who hate us. I mean, or that's good, too. tickled red and white as... as- you know, magic as the color pie goes. As the color, that's the way the color pie crumbles. Pretty sure tickling's a blue effect. Yeah, I mean, good, bad, all we just want engagement desperately. I'm selling my children for engagement. And he had to steal those children. That was not easy. It was not easy. You had to claim the firstborn. I had to go to all those people's houses that I was going to go to and steal their children. Or at least pay one red. At least pay one red. <laughs> Steal target children, it gains haste. Untap it, it gains haste. You know, people think, oh, it's one red mana. It's that much, much work. And my response to that is, bitch, have you ever tried to turn a mountain sideways? Yeah. And now I have to sack them all for engagement magic. That's right. Oh. Ooh, engagement magic. Interactive. Is it too late to change the name of the podcast? No. Interactive magic. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> so it's right on time. Man, weird, weird times. Speaking of missed opportunities, I think if there's one ancient Greek thing they really should have had in Theros, it's the the sacred band of Thebes. Oh, Thebes! Seriously, oh, man. if Magic the Gathering's willing to be, you know, Greek, and they're willing to be forward-thinking in terms of having characters like Raul Zarek, etc., mm-hmm. then a band of elite gay warriors seems like exactly the sort of thing we need right now. They'd be thick as Thebes. <laughs> Thick as Thebes. I'm going to start uh, using that as a term to refer to attractive people. Thank you, Ethan. You yes. You Do it. I'm ready. All right. Let's take this thing out. Those are the places you can contact us. Tell us if you like us. Tell us if you don't like us. Tell us if you'd like to hear more musical interludes. We'll see you next time for Collected Sorceries, Magic the Gathering podcast.